On this episode, we talk basketball, hip-hop, Twitch, TikTok, radio shows, podcasts, working for Gary Vee, and so much more. Buster Shear, founder of Hoops Nation, joins the show, and he shares with us how he took a lifelong passion of basketball and turned it into a career. If you're trying to figure out how to build a brand or monetize what you're passionate about, this episode is loaded with ideas. I know you're going to enjoy it. Um, If you love the show, don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, leave a review. All that stuff really helps to grow the show. And thanks for listening. Do you ever wonder how some podcasts get thousands of new listeners and you don't? Do you wonder how people get featured in major publications? Do you ever wonder how Instagram videos go viral? Welcome to the Giant Voices Podcast, hosted by Carson Jones. Every week we bring you the biggest names in podcasting, marketing, and public relations to help you break through the noise and take your brand to the next level. Oh, and we like to mix in the uncomfortable topics like mental health, anxiety, and the internal battles that keep us from growing. Now, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Giant Voices Podcast. On today's show, the founder of Hoops Nation and award-winning commentator Buster Shearer joins us. Uh, Buster, in 2015, started Hoops Nation, which he eventually grew into a social media empire. He's worked with moguls like Gary Vee. He's promoted hip-hop music for Meek Mill. And he's worked with the biggest NBA stars in the world. Um, become a personal friend of mine over the last few months, and I'm excited to learn his, show, his story. So, Buster, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, man. So, we've, uh, we've got to know each other kind of in this next phase of your podcast life, but you do yeah. so much, and there's a lot to unpack here, um, and there's so much culture that goes into what you do. Like, you're working with hip-hop artists, you're working with athletes, um, you're on the court at every, every NBA game, I, I see, it seems like. So, like, let's start from the beginning. What what got you into this? Like, how did Hoops Nation come about? And uh, start, start from there. Yeah, so growing up, I always thought I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. So play-by-play broadcasting for the NBA, for MLB, even branching out into the NFL and whatnot. Um, but when I was a freshman in high school, I went to a school in Brooklyn that did not have a radio station. Most high schools don't. Yeah. So I thought the easiest way and the closest thing I could get to that was writing. Uh, And back then, you know, I saw I was super into fantasy basketball because I couldn't gamble, but I loved that aspect of it. And I loved playing with my friends and beating all my friends. So um, because I just followed the game so closely, that was the only thing that I cared about. I didn't pay attention in school. I didn't read any books. I just watched (laughs) basketball. So I, I was all right at fantasy basketball. And, you know, I saw the attention that outlets like ESPN were giving fantasy football, but nobody was doing that for fantasy basketball. So I thought, I might as well give it a shot. So I started blogging back then on Facebook in 2015, 14 around fantasy basketball and eventually grew that and then decided to branch out into covering the entirety of the NBA, which was back then an outlet called All NBA All Day. And then eventually other sports, which then came back around to wanting to do just basketball at all levels, which is how Hoops Nation kind of came to be through a bunch of different routes. But uh, around that time, I also moved I switched high schools from from Brooklyn to Connecticut, and the school in Connecticut had a radio station. So I was like, all right, best of both worlds. So I started broadcasting like JV girls soccer, JV girls volleyball. Like, you know, it was awesome, and I loved it, but it wasn't, you know, at that time, (laughs) the New York Knicks, you know? No, no. uh, I did that for a couple years, and that, that was 
you know, I credit that to a lot of what I've done since then, because if you can broadcast a game that you wouldn't watch otherwise, you can for sure broadcast a game that you would watch otherwise. So, you know, that's, that's kind of how I look at it. Um, but I love doing that. And then eventually through high school, you know, I was doing Friday night football and Connecticut state championship basketball games and stuff of that nature. Yeah. There's so much to unpack here that I feel like, uh, you you found a way to really build a big brand because I, I know you don't know my origin story, but I, I grew up like wanting to do the same thing. I was like holding like uh, those old school recorders and I would watch a basketball game on TV, like a big college basketball fan. I'm from, yeah. from Louisville originally. Makes sense. And I would be recording, you know, into the mic, like watching the game and I'd turn the sound off. Like I always wanted to do that. And then mm-hmm. I got into school and uh, in college I was, I was, you know, announcing and I was doing a radio show and doing some cool stuff like that. Um, but it was like for girls volleyball and stuff. Right. That's yeah. so funny that there's so much synergy there. And, yeah. uh, but I kind of got away from it because I, I realized like that sports commentating, like unless you get to ESPN, you know, there, there isn't a whole lot of financial freedom and it's a lot of work. You know, you find when you're announcing the games, it's hard to watch, you know, you're not really a fan. You're not really watching the game. So I, I, I just decided I would be a fan and go into business, but, it's kind of funny because that's probably why I'm doing the podcast now because I always enjoyed commentating. I enjoyed speaking. I enjoyed communicating. So, right. um, but you figured out how to turn it into uh, a, a business per se. Like, so Hoops Nation now, 800,000 followers, you know, you built your, your brand. Like, how did you turn it into um, a financial entity and a business as opposed to just be, being a fan? Yeah, so I think it took a couple of different paths. Fortunately, I started out doing some of the writing before I was doing the broadcasting. Then the broadcasting just kind of helped progress and push it along. But then I took, because the broadcasting was never the core of the business. It was just a skill that I was working on developing and that I was passionate about. Um, But that led to, you know, being comfortable on camera. And it led to being comfortable talking for a long period of time by myself. And, it, you know, if you can do if you can do those things and you can learn how to fill time, you know, you're good in any situation. So that kind of led uh, the combination of having a following on social and having this broadcasting background back then led a bunch of different media outlets to start approaching me, asking if I would start hosting shows for them and then eventually the NBA as well. So that that's kind of how that side of it turned into somewhat of a business. But um it definitely helped my personal brand a ton as far as just being comfortable on camera, which I think everybody, regardless of whether you enjoy it or not, should put a little bit of time into because, I mean, you always just want to be comfortable. 100%. And uh, so that was a good segue because I, I wanted to ask about the radio show. So you started, you, you did a radio show for the NBA. Was that a national show, regional show? And was that based in New York City? Yeah. So the show I do for the NBA is on Twitch. Uh, it's called NBA Out of Controller, where I play video games against a different NBA player every week. It's very ideal for, you know, somebody my age and that yeah. enjoys video games and loves NBA players. Because at the end of the day, the way I look at it is I'm getting paid to network and play video games with NBA players. It literally doesn't get any better than that. Um, so that and then this past year, I did a couple broadcasts for Turner as well on League Pass. So kind of amalgamation of all of that. And, you know, my, my personal YouTube is also signed to NBA Playmakers. So, you know, we do a lot of events around the NBA as well. Next week, I'm going out to the, the Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony to make some content there. But it, it kind of comes in a bunch of different folds. But the Twitch show is 
is a lot of fun. Yeah. There's so much cultural crossover here. I, I mean, I, di- I honestly, I didn't even know you did the Twitch show, but you, you're in hip hop, NBA, and then now video games. So um, a couple episodes ago, I interviewed Ellie Leonard, who's My- Myers Leonard's wife. And, awesome. you know, they're really big into, he's, he's big into esports. Um, yeah. You know, Josh Hart and Matt Hillman, friends of mine, they're into esports. E- uh, so it's like these NBA players now, they're, they're playing video games. There's this crossover between video games, culture, hip-hop, and the NBA. Like, why do you think those, that, that seg- segment of entertainment is all so, so intertwined? Uh, I, I think for the players, it's very obvious because who doesn't want to see themselves in a video game that millions of people are playing and only a couple hundred people are in? So that, that's very straightforward in that. But why athletes like video games in general is – I think it's a couple folds, right? I think one, they see an opportunity to monetize an audience, which otherwise is relatively difficult to monetize. Two, the space is super new and it's getting super big, super fast. So they're like, all right, that makes sense. And three, they all play it anyways, because it's fun. These <laughs> sure. games are optimized for you to spend as much time as possible, like everything. It's the way social media is. It's the way you know, any form of content is. If it's optimized properly, you want to spend every waking hour in it until somebody pries it away from you, which is pretty much what video games are, especially video games with you in it. Yeah, and you make a really good point because as an athlete, there other than shoe deals, contracts, you know, there's obviously those monetiza- monetization angles, but also what do you do while you're, you're in the limelight? Because there's only a short period of time and they don't know when it's going to end. So like that's one thing like why athletes are starting podcasts, but you make a good point. Like that's why they should start a Twitch channel too, because they can, they can build a long-term audience that even if the NBA goes away, they've got somewhere to fall back on. Is, is that like how you're seeing it too? But only if it's authentic, if it's sure. not authentic, it won't work. Um, like I think honestly, YouTube is a much better place for a lot of these guys because they can produce content around whatever they're interested in. And that could be video games on Twitch and YouTube, but YouTube is like, the common ground for anything they should be doing. I think every NBA player could have a million subscribers on YouTube, which is hundreds of thousands of dollars annual income guaranteed for life because YouTube's not going anywhere. It's owned by the search engine itself, you know? (laughs) So uh, that's what I think every athlete should do and they should put money into it as well. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. So let's back up just a little bit. Um, you at age 16 you interned with Vayner Media and it's funny because all this stuff is stuff that Gary V like talks about he's really into Twitch he's really into YouTube he's he's, he's into everything um, how did <laughs> yeah. how did that how did that opportunity come across because just a little bit of context like Gary um kind of changed my life in, in terms of helping me get out of what I was doing I was selling senior final expense insurance I hated it it was not the way I wanted my life to go and kind of turned onto his content and try to figure out like, what do I enjoy doing and turn, yeah. turn it into my, now my career, which is talking and podcasting and helping other people yeah. grow podcasts and all of that fun stuff. How did that opportunity come across? So do you know who Seth Godin is? Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. He's so, a great podcast too. So Seth is the first person that told me I wasn't going to college. He told me that. when I was 15. It was <laughs> right when I moved to Connecticut I had no friends, was terrible at school, didn't, hadn't even started doing broadcasting, but I met with Seth because my mom, who's a graphic designer, had designed something for Seth in the past. So she set it up for me to meet, sit down with Seth for like an hour. I walked Seth 
through everything I was doing at the time and what I wanted to do. And he was like, he was like, it's very straightforward. I, mean, I told him that I was terrible in school and didn't care, but cared about this other stuff and, and broke it down you know, to why I was doing what and how and what my plans were. Um, and he said, you're not going to go to college. And at the time, that was a crazy yeah. foreign idea. And even, even to the rest of my you know, high school class, even when I graduated last year, and I did graduate high school, but I was the only person out of a 530-person class that didn't go to college. Um, and a significant amount of those kids went to Ivy Leagues too. So it's like, um, it's even crazy then, but for, for at age 15, him to tell that to me, yeah. ridiculous. But then he said that I reminded him of his friend, Gary. Um, and I didn't really know Gary at the time. I had seen like a video and was kind of actually turned off by him because at the time he was like yelling, like it was very like, <laughs> he yells and, a lot. I, but it was it was like OG 2014 content, so it was like very very yelling, uh, and I was I just I just didn't like it because I didn't want anybody to yell at me. <laughs> um, but then Seth uh, put me in an email chain with Gary and said you have to have this kid in, or he said you have to meet this kid. So then a couple months later, I went to a Columbia class that he that he spoke at. Um, because a professor, I knew the professor and he knew that I was then a fan of Gary because after Seth had put us on this email chain, I like went in deep dove and was like, this dude actually is telling the truth. It's crazy. Like you just got to get past that first barrier of like the fact that he's yelling at you. Um, but so I, I did the deep dive, loved him, wanted to work for him immediately, whatever. Went in, sat in on the class, and then afterwards I went up to him, introduced myself, introduced myself to D-Rock um, and Gary, and then told Gary exactly what I was doing. Um, it's all on Daily V2, which is the cool part, so the footage is actually out there. Like, super young me, and I'm glad I have that. But, um, yeah, so I, I told him that, and he was like, yeah, come by the office. And then, you know, that led to interning there for summer going into my junior year of high school. Um, but yeah, I love, I love what they're doing. I love all of them. Those are a lot of my best friends. Gary verbally committed to the podcast, which is cool. So we'll see. That's cool. But, um, but yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool opportunity. I'm sure it springboarded you, but uh, it also gave, gave him a platform because you had built up, at this point, you had built up Hoops Nation to be, you know, to be its own brand. And I know somewhere in there, I, I teased it in the intro because I found us in my research, but you had worked with Meek Mill and you, you've done quite a bit with, with Hoops Nation brand. Like what was that Meek Mill? Uh, what was that like? And like, what, what are some of the other opportunities that you've had because of your Hoops Nation brand and what you've been able to build? Yeah. So that was through Atlantic Records. Um, they just came to me with the, with Meek's album and said that they wanted to distribute it. Um, so what I did was take, you know, snippets of the song, put it over sports videos, and then get it on a bunch of pages. Um, pretty straightforward. But I've done that for a bunch of different artists that I that I admire and like. And you know, it, there is definitely separation. Like I'm not, you know, on the yeah, phone with hanging with Meek Mill, <laughs> being like, "Yo, you like this video? I just, I just, I just texted it over to you." Like I'm not, I'm not doing that with Logic. I'm not doing that with Travis Scott. Like you know, it is what it is. <laughs> you know. So, uh, but I, I do love doing it. Um, and it's, it's very organic, which is all I really care about right now is making sure everything is organic and authentic. And if I can, you know, make, if I can keep doing my thing while it's organic and authentic, I'm happy. Yeah. 
So how are you thinking about your personal brand now? Because I know that's, that's your big thing. You start, you're starting a podcast, you've got your YouTube channel, but you're starting to brand yourself. You're starting to put Buster out there more as opposed to being just your, your NBA brand. Like, how are you thinking about your personal brand right now? How are you building it? Yeah, so I think like it's much more difficult to make a media outlet bigger than social because it, it so much relies on it. And a media, a media brand is not a person, especially when you're not interested in hiring a bunch of people to be people on your behalf. Um, you have to have a personal brand, you know, to where that can live outside of social because that's what I'm really into. It's like, it's, it's, I don't want to be Stephen A. Smith because I don't want to be confined to like a TV mold, but I also don't want to be like the ninja of sports because he's confined somewhat to this internet mold. And I think he's branched out a lot and, and done much better, but it's, it's really finding somewhere in between, but slightly closer to digital because that's where I come from. Um, but it's about creating a brand that's, that's, that has wings outside of Instagram and Snapchat and, and, you know, TikTok, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about TikTok for a second. So what is TikTok? Because I mean, I'm on it. It's it's really funny because I posted a couple of videos, which are like, it reminds me of the first thing I ever did on Instagram, which was is terrible. Like if you go look at your first Instagram pictures, they're all stupid. Yeah. You know, I, I went back and look at yours and it's, it's crazy how everybody progresses through, through content. And my first couple like TikToks are like one is a Frank also, Sinatra the ones, song. The ones on my page are the ones I didn't delete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's you, you go back and delete some of the old ones. But uh, like my first couple posts, one was like a, you know, this, cricket crawling up a wall to a Frank Sinatra song and like it's almost like you know you see a you know somebody that's 50 60 years old try to start posting selfies and it's always like the awkward selfie angle like you don't know what you're doing so it's it's a little bit foreign and I, I but the funny thing is I posted these with no I had no idea what I was doing and they've got like a thousand views um yeah, so they're great. taking they're taking off and I know TikTok has been it's is a real like it's, it's really picking up some steam. People are building brands, they're building Instagrams from it. Hey, what is TikTok and how, how does it work? Yeah, so I actually met with them last week out in LA at their headquarters and it's super interesting. I'm curious how long the organic reach will last. It reminds me of you know, 2011, 2012 Facebook where they didn't have advertisers because TikTok doesn't have advertisers. Mm-hmm. Fun fact also, they're the number one advertiser on Snapchat, crazy enough. Interesting. Which is crazy when you think about it. Uh, that even Snapchat would allow that. But uh, regardless, TikTok is a, you know, slightly longer Vine where the majority of videos have music over the top of them. Uh, They have rights to a couple of seconds of the majority of the songs on the planet. So the accessibility is really good. The video features are really good. They have cool new VR features similar to what made Snapchat popular back in the day. Um, And they have a lot of users, you know, skews very, very young, but... um, they have a lot of users and it's very easy to make stuff go viral. You know, I've, on Hoops Nation, I just posted like some random basketball videos and they'll do like 500K views off of 4,000 followers. You know, it's crazy. Jesus. So what, is, what makes it go viral? Is it hashtags? I, yeah, what? It's, it's the algorithm. There are no hashtags. Hashtags don't do anything. Uh, people that like it don't do anything. It's not like Instagram in that way. Comments don't do anything. It's about what percentage of people that see it like it. Makes sense. So the better the content, the more they keep putting it in front of people. That's it. And that's how it should be. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, that's, that's really cool because I, I mean, 
it's it's exploded so much over the last couple of years but i remember when it was musically like i had downloaded it because i was like okay i'm just going to download this and see what it is and i didn't get it i was like i have no idea what's going on so i, I haven't right. really messed with it but now i'm just seeing more and more people that are like building their instagram like building all their other channels because of tiktok which is which is just crazy um so it'll be interesting to uh to watch how that works but sure. um yeah last thing i want to touch on so your podcast so you recently launched the podcast, The Buster Show. It's uh, it's taken off. You you've done some cool giveaways. Your guests are incredible. Like I, I said, it's it's a culture, it's a cultural experience. The podcast, and obviously, I listen to every episode. Like I, I, I love I love the show. Um, tell me about your podcast. Yeah, so the podcast for me was just a way to have fun conversations with people not on their phone. So like normally, and like most, the majority of the people on the podcast, I've had conversations with before, like we've hung out on different occasions, but I've never sat down with them for an hour right? without them on their phone, <laughs> without them hopping on a phone call every three minutes. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. You know, like it, it, it's, there's something special about that. And then having, you know, some questions in mind, having some things you want to ask them, having the the medium to have a cool conversation and then walk away with the intellectual property of it um, is super cool and exciting. So I like that aspect as well as being able to reach out to some people that wouldn't have a conversation with me otherwise. Um, having that, but making it valuable for them to giving them a platform. Uh, but yeah, like the common denominator at the end of the day, like I told you, is is uh, is that everybody's a basketball fan or a sports mm -hmm. fan at the very least. So that you know, it's, it's fun. Sports fans will listen to it. And though there will be that sports talk for sure in every episode. But at the same time, you know, I love hearing like the actor David Crumholtz just came on and he was telling stories about how he's been on set with A-list celebrities that uh, are on children's sets. And they'll say they're just in it for the paycheck. You know, that's like the yeah. stuff I'm super into as well. Yeah, just the behind the scenes stuff is really cool. And yeah. uh yeah, it, it, it is it is cool to have that kind of legacy too. Like you were talking about being on, you know, Gary V's the the vlog and being able to look back and say like, okay, that was pretty cool. Like all of these podcast episodes you're doing and all of the videos and all these conversations, you're gonna be able to look back on three years from now and those people are gonna be doing, you know, huge things or different things, which is which is exciting. And um, like you said, it's also just a a platform to be able to network and communicate with people like without podcasting I, we wouldn't know each other either so yeah, i just think it's a really yeah. cool a really cool medium um but uh yeah i just want to wrap up here so if people want to get in touch with you uh if they want to reach out if they want to follow you where, where can they find you buster uh at buster on instagram is great the buster show on itunes is, is a perfect way if you want to just listen uh or bustershare.social at gmail.com is my digital email. Um, but yeah, those are the best ways to get to me. Yeah. So if, uh, if I get a, a parting shot from you, like what's, what's next for you? What, uh, wh what do you see? What do you see the next six months like for your brand and uh, what you're up to? Uh, just more, honestly, we're, I'm in the process of developing a couple shows right now. So that'd be super interesting. Um, so anybody that's in college, it might be at your campus. That's a little hint I'll drop. Um, uh, I'll, I'll have to swing by Louisville for sure, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, just, just working on more, trying to develop some fun stuff, have fun with some cool people, um, and keep building the podcast. Cool. And, uh, who wins the NBA finals this year? The Knicks. Just kidding. The Knicks. Uh, probably, probably the Clippers, probably the Clippers. Probably the Clippers. I like their second unit too. They're, they're looking, looking pretty good. 
Hey, my boy, Montrez Harrell, Louisville Cardinal. So, yeah, Buster, I, I appreciate you coming on. I, uh, I, I really enjoy like getting to know you and it was kind of cool. To, it was cool to dig into the story and I uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Of course, man. Thanks for listening to the Giant Voices podcast. If you love the show, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. Also, if you have questions, message us on Instagram at Giants underscore Voices or message Carson at Carson Jones.